This is the Yoga 360 Podcast, bringing you knowledge, inspiration, and resources to help you better connect with our community and live your best life. Featuring real stories from real people having fun conversations from the heart. If you enjoy the benefits of yoga, value your health and well-being, and enjoy connecting with others, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Yoga 360 Podcast. I am Steve Cotton. I'm Karen Amy. Tonight, Karen and I are joined in studio with our first student interview, Amberly Arsenault. Hi, Amberly. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Awesome. So, Amberly is one of our students here at the studio, comes to lots of classes online and in person. We love seeing you. And so, we just wanted to bring you in to ask you know, some questions about your practice and about your life and what yoga is for you. Awesome, that yeah. sounds great. I'm yeah. excited. Yay. Uh, and we're going to start off by playing, you recorded a surprise little um, testimonial for us after class one day. So we're just going to quickly play that just to start off with. And sure. uh, here it is. So I've been doing yoga for about three years and it's helped me sleep better and it's made me more flexible and it's just brought me peace and happiness and it's fun. That's the best part. It's fun. Yeah. So what else brought you to yoga? Honestly, I really, I started yoga in November of 2017. When I started yoga, I could not touch my toes. Um, I used to go to a different gym and they offered a yoga class and I figured I'd give it a try one time. And I went to a class and I was super, super nervous, but I stuck with it for a while. And I, my main goal was just to be able to touch my toes in the beginning. It was, it was really simple, but that was it. It's not the first time I've heard that exact no. line from prospective <laughs> students. So yeah, you're not alone. Yeah. No, no and uh, seeing where you are in your yoga practice right now, where your initial goal was to touch your toes, you've come a long, long way. A very long way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'll say these things about yourself, so I will. Like, you can do full-on splits, can you not? Yeah, quite comfortably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and wonderful back bends, and yeah, lots of flexibility now, so <laughs> you've come a long way. <laughs> it's amazing just, like, how regular practice can really make a huge difference and change these things. I wasn't expecting quite that much of a change, so it's awesome. Yeah, and how long did it take till you started seeing changes? Honestly, it was really quick. I would say within... A month or two like within a month or two I could see like early changes but I remember like I, t- I took a picture the first time I like touched my toes in a forward fold and I was like oh wow this is so great <laughs> and then six months later there's another picture and it's like you know where the elbows are on the floor so it's amazing it really yeah. comes along fast once you stick with it yeah absolutely I've had the same experience how about you Stephen <laughs> um, uh, how often were you uh, practicing within that uh, first three, uh, three months in the beginning maybe once a week. It wasn't super often. Um, I was at the time doing like some YouTube videos, but nothing really significant. Um, It's not really until I started here that I kind of focused more on like, you know, my form and getting into the poses properly and um, which I found it's a lot easier now and it's, and it sticks with you more. Like if I take a bit of a break, it's easier for me to get back into it. Whereas before you kind of lose it a little bit more. So is that like what brought you to Yoga 360 is you wanted to be a little more consistent or, or what brought you here? <laughs> Honestly, there was a group on, so I gave it a try. <laughs> and you know what? It was Hey, marketing works, folks. <laughs> it does, totally. Um, I had been going to, you know, different places here and there and then I saw the group on here. So I came by, gave it a try and mm-hmm. I really liked, I, I called to see, you know, if I had to pre-book and I'm like, no, we have a huge studio, like just come on in. <laughs> so I came on in and yeah, it was a 90 minute Bikram class and it was very, very intimidating. I did. I had never done anything like that before, so it was very different from the yoga I had done in the past. But 
um, I was hooked. I loved it. So what made it different? Just for those who are going to make the same jump as you, what made it different? <laughs> Honestly, the main difference here is it's a community. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know I say this all the time. I'm always like... We do too. <laughs> I'm always cornering new people like, hey, this place is so awesome. But it's, I mean, I've been to other studios and, you know, you go, you do your yoga and then you leave. But here it's like, I don't know, we're kind of a family. <laughs> like, it's fun. Like, I have so many friends from this place, so many people I talk to regularly. And, you know, we hang out outside of class and it's... It's really, truly a community. There's so many activities and events. and Yeah, yeah, we, we hear that all the time, and that's so critically important to us as staff here. And um, we take full advantage of it. And Amberly sells insurance. I bought mm-hmm. my car insurance from her. <laughs> we don't generally have to talk to anyone outside the studio if we don't want to. We can get our hair cut. Like <laughs> yeah, and uh, just a heads up, you're going to be selling me car insurance okay, too, yes. <laughs> within the next week because mine expires in the next couple of days. Wonderful. <laughs> it's delightful and handy, yes. Yeah, I know there's just such a... Um, like so many different people from so many different walks of life that come here and you learn so much about different people and kind of where they're going with their lives and what they're doing and you know people with kids and not kids grandkids (laughs) it's just yeah it's it's a very nice place to be Oh God, we're so glad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But walking into that first Bikram class what was it that was different for you? Okay, so I, I always use this story, but the first time I walked in, like, I'm a chatty person, and <laughs> I walked into the class, and I'm kind of, like, smiling at the person next to me. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm new here, and they're kind of, like, ignoring me, so <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird, and then we started the class, and, um, you know, yoga, typically any other yoga class I've done is always, oh, listen to your body, don't push. <laughs> Bikram is very different than that. It's, you know, pushing your body to the limit. But I actually, I really liked it. Like, I, I like to be pushed. So <laughs> so it was very different than anything I'd ever done before. And I didn't research it before I had tried it. So it was interesting, but it, I loved it. So I was definitely back to do it more. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely different. And, and it's true, Bikram is about going to your limit. Still respecting your body, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just for those those of you listening who have never done a Bikram class, yeah. we're not going to force you to do something you can't do. No. <laughs> um, but we're going to ask you to go and do the very height of what you can do that day. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Help help get you there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a yeah, I, I always found that uh, uh, very helpful with the instructors here that uh, that they do encourage you to at least do do what you can do. So. Totally. What do we always hear in vinyasa when we're trying the arm balances? This is not a spectator sport. <laughs> Give it a try. You know, you a lot of things. Like even now, you know, I've been in this a long time now, and I still can't do a ton of stuff. But as long as you keep trying, eventually, you know, it works out, and you can do it, and it's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So to any new members of the Yoga 360 studio here, do you have any advice to them? Stick with it. Um, <laughs> get to know people. I know, like, those first couple classes can be really intimidating, especially with the heat, um, you know, kind of feeling out the place and figuring it out. But, you know, I like from me seeing other new people here, just seeing how they get more and more comfortable and how they start like opening up and talking to other people. Um, I'd also suggest like when there's events and, you know, Facebook groups, join them because that's a great way to get to know people and to, you know, kind of join the community. I don't know. Maybe people aren't really into that. I am, though, because if I was just going to do yoga, I'd just go do it on YouTube. But, you know, I come here for the teachers. I come here to see the same people and... That makes the big difference for me. Keeps me motivated. Motivated For sure. And if you are the kind of person that just wants to come here and do your yoga and leave, you're not really into having conversations with people, that's cool too. You can. We still <laughs> welcome you and we love to see you. And we're going to, you know, we're going to be happy to see you every time you come in the studio. You don't have to tell us about like your deep, dark secrets from your childhood. <laughs> but you can if you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's an option. <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, as soon as you become a uh, podcast host for the studio, yeah, you're like cannon, cannon fodder for for these uh, un- unresolved issues. 
issues from your childhood. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Next step uh, therapy. <laughs> unreasonable fears you have, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know this. Yes, if uh, you're a regular uh, uh, a listener to this, um, we've discussed it on, uh, pr- uh, on previous episodes here. <laughs> I have a irrational fear and phobia of my bare ankle bones touching. <laughs> Or do you really? Yes, I do. Oh yeah, that's why I okay. do not practice feet together. Interesting. Okay, that's okay. reasonable. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. yeah, probably the main reason. There's a there's another reason, but <laughs> that's that's the main reason. Okay, so. I gotcha. Um, so let's get a little more into specifics. Like, do you have any favorite poses? I, well, see, I'm a big vinyasa girl, so (laughs) that's my favorite. Um, I really like a good lunge, um, and I love backbending. So um, that's kind of like, even when I was super unflexible as as a kid, like I couldn't touch my toes, I could always do a wheel. Mm. I've always been able to do a wheel. I don't think it was super great back in the day, mind you, but I could get into it. So um, anytime there's a backbend, I'm all for it. And I love practicing splits. I'm really, really determined to get middle splits, but... (laughs) I got a ways to go. <laughs> one day, one day. Yeah. And um, for anyone listening, so wheel posture is you're making like a rainbow shape on the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a backbend. It's also, I know a lot of people call it the bridge pose, but bridge in yoga is a little bit different. different. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's basically like she said, a, a rainbow. Yeah. A rainbow with your body. It's happy and smiley and it <laughs> makes you feel great. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I take it a little darker when I uh, describe that one. I, I, I tell people uh, picture the exorcist. <laughs> When, yeah, that too. <laughs> when she was going down the stairs backwards, yes. that's wheel. It could also be a sad face, I guess. Uh. No, no, no. We're about rainbows here. And I will say, in The Exorcist, aren't her arms and knees bent still? I'd have to watch it I, again. I feel like she does not are. have the full expression of the pose. Exactly. And Once that's okay. Once you get into the full expression, then it's a rainbow. Before then, then it's The Exorcist. She just needs another priest, <laughs> yes. and then she'll get there. She'll get to exactly. the full expression. She needs to practice more. <laughs> and she'll be set. <laughs> Hey, it was a 1970s movie. What do you expect? That movie ruined me. We're talking irrational fears. The Exorcist. That movie okay. made me cry. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was in high school. It made me cry. And yeah, not a good one. Okay. <laughs> we won't have a scary movie night Thank here you. then. Thank Actually, you. that would be cool. I take yeah, that back. Sure. We're going to have a scary movie night in October on okay. the projector on in the, the hot projector? room. I like yeah, it. This is happening. Work. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll do spooky yoga poses. Write we'll do it like down. spider yes. poses and wheel poses, creepy back bends. Delightful. I like it. Mm-hmm. I see no drawbacks to this idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my best yet. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, I like you it. already used the uh, cue for um, for uh, cat cow. Yeah. The, uh, I'm not going to lie. I stole, it from, I stole that from Sarah. That's a, yeah, oh, that's that's a okay. Sarahism. Okay. So sure. when you're doing cat cow pose um, and cat pose, your shoulders are stacked over your wrists, your hips mm-hmm. are over your knees, and you make a big arch with your spine yeah. like an angry there Halloween you go. cat. Exactly. There yes. you go. So we'll do lots of cat pose, yeah. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's a very helpful cue. So. Yeah. I love it. Can we, and we'll do like a costume party too. Always. Always costumes. Yeah, <laughs> yep, sure. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I think for one of the last uh, in-studio in ha- Halloween uh, uh, costumes you uh, you came and I was close somebody had a lot more friends than I do apparently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I was the angry Halloween cat it was perfect yeah. yes you were yes yeah. yes and I know one of I think it was Dana took a picture of me in my angry Halloween cat pose yeah. so it was good <laughs> yeah I think that made it to the studio's Instagram page yes so it did it's on there <laughs> awesome okay um do you have any regrets in regards to your yoga practice Nothing specifically. I mean, I always say, like, oh, I wish I practiced more. Like, you know, if I skip a class, which I don't do often, but, you know, life gets busy. Um, but I really Because even for the um, yeah. 
classes that you can't make in studio, you're pretty um, well well consistent doing them on oh, Zoom yeah. as Honestly, well, too. Honestly, like, this studio, just throughout COVID, how on top of things and how good they've been with keeping us engaged and keeping us here and keeping us motivated and active, those Zoom classes are a lifesaver. <laughs> um, you know, like, last summer I was camping a lot, and, you know, 6 p.m. after dinner would go and I'd turn on and do my express class so it's been great and the zoom classes a lot of people I'll tell them that I'll do classes on zoom and they're like oh okay why and I'm like it's the exact same class because the teacher watches you like you cannot slack off (laughs) you got your camera on that is true you do not slack off sometimes I feel like they're almost even harder on you because they're like hey I see you on that screen don't think you're home and just slacking off Um, I mean sometimes also they can put the image up on the wall so it really like feels like you're in the class you know, you have a demo who's somebody that you know from class two. So you're like, oh, hey. And then you always wave at the screen when they're not looking at the screen. So, <laughs> Yeah. And I think especially when it was locked down, it was so key to be able to connect with our students still. And, you know, we saw it. We saw you almost every day. Yeah. Stephen almost every day. And it was so great for me to see everyone. It was great yeah. for me as a student to but see totally. people that I practice with. Yeah. So that was super good. And, yeah. And then. Um, I always tell people, I don't know if you agree, the Zoom classes aren't as good as being in the room, but they're pretty darn close. Yeah, I mean, it's a different thing. Like, I mean, in the room, you have, you know, the people with you, and this studio is just, like, the encouragement of the other people that come here. You know, like, when we're hitting new poses, like, everybody's cheering for each other. It's just awesome. It's such a cool vibe, and, I mean, like, everybody really wants the other students to do well and learn new things, and it's, like, it's a big celebration. I mean, it's so cheesy, but it really is, and for me, like, I'm... I like people. I like connecting with people. Like, I'm the kind of person, you know, when somebody lets you in front of them in traffic and you you share that wave, that, like, it makes me feel good. So I like (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) So for me, I don't know, just having that makes a huge, huge difference with keeping me here and with the studio. And we love it. And and I know when you're practicing from home, you have your little yoga area set up, and it looks very zen and everything. But apparently, it's not so zen in real no, life. You want to talk no. about that? Yeah, I have um, eight-year-old twin boys, <laughs> and so my yoga space. I staked out a little corner of my basement, which is now slowly being overtaken, and now has a drum set in it. <laughs> Usually, like. 30 seconds before class starts, I'm moving a bunch of Lego out of the way. But um, yeah, every once in a while, everybody on Zoom is pretty used to seeing (laughs) two little kids that they they like to jump in front of the camera. Sometimes they like to help get me into a deeper pose. Um, Sometimes they like to just show me things. (laughs) So they're very helpful. But um, for the most part, they're pretty good. But there's there's definitely a little bit of background background energy going on there. (laughs) But it's so great, like as a parent, to be able to do the classes from home. You know, like when my husband doesn't get home from work on time and I still want to do the class, I can just log in and do it from home and it's, you know, the same workout. So it's great. Okay. Uh, you, uh, you briefly mentioned COVID. So how has COVID affected your practice at all? Actually, it's been great. <laughs> you know what? I've done more yoga since COVID than I ever did before um, because, you know, we changed the way we did things and mm-hmm. we didn't have anything else to do. So it's like, hey, let's do yoga. <laughs> and, yeah, just oh, out yeah. of the convenience of being able to do it from home. And, Absolutely. And, and yeah, it's, like it's been there. It's been available. And I know like when we had that last shutdown, we've had we've had several of them. But the one in November when we had to go back online for a while, mm-hmm. that one, um, I just remember I was I, I watched the news and I cried. <laughs> and then I was like, OK, back to Zoom. We We're got to be OK. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There is a meme near the start of everything um that is it was something like so what have you been doing during during lockdown i don't know extra chaturangas yeah pretty much exactly (laughs) exactly uh what did you previously believe about yoga that you now know to be false 
that it was so serious. Like, <laughs> I just, I, wow, that's, a, that's I, yeah. a great answer. I just, I really pictured yoga to be just like this crazy Zen, like, you know, very, very serious. And you go, namaste at the end. And like, <laughs> and then, no, it's not really like that. I mean, it's, it definitely can be very Zen, but I mean, depending on the class you're doing. Um, yeah, the class and the, um, uh, the culture of the studio. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's just, it's fun. Like, it's really fun. It's an enjoyable community. I mean, there's, of course, yoga that you would think of typical yoga but it's there's so much more to it so it's it's not what you'd really expect just from never doing yoga before yeah I think we try not to take ourselves seriously too much here because we're crazy so that would Mm -hmm. be pointless but um it also depends on the class like a Bikram you're gonna have some more serious moments and some more focus than in vinyasa when you're trying to get up into crow for the 579 <laughs> <Yeah>, time <exactly>. <laughs> falling <laughs> on your face <laughs> and that's okay yeah and we're gonna exactly. laugh we're gonna cheer each other we're gonna laugh at each other it's gonna be great um so yeah yeah it's not nearly definitely depends on yeah. the class and i think too like i know even my husband the other day he's like oh yeah i went to yoga so you did some stretching and i'm like um excuse me <laughs> like i did a vinyasa class that is not stretching um yeah. so i mean it's <laughs> it's much more of a workout than i was expecting because i really before i started yoga i was picturing you know you lie on the ground and you stretch your legs and then you're like okay I'm done namaste <laughs> but it's it's so much more there's a lot of lunges a lot of chairs Candace <laughs> Candace you can't count <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lots yeah, of thank chairs. you for being on my side on that one yeah too. no I, I think Candace needs to work on her counting a little bit but it's okay we love no her. they teach us that at training how to forget okay, counting okay yeah, that's good that, to know yeah. that's good to know <laughs> I, mean, I get it now <laughs> it makes sense I was just thinking you guys maybe we're like you know need to go back to kindergarten no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> but it's good it's good and you get the burn you feel the burn and then when you're done it's just like such a relief and you feel so good afterwards you're dripping in sweat it's the hot classes there's something <laughs> yeah and I mean we have a lot of people come into the studio that are weightlifting or running and they come in they think they're pretty fit they do a class and say oh I didn't know how out of shape I was oh totally it's not that you're out of shape you're just in a different shape currently and that's okay exactly yeah <laughs> it's it's different than you know like I've started running a bit too and it's just it's yeah. apples and oranges right it's it's yoga still a workout a lot of yoga um I mean, maybe it isn't quite as much of a workout, but it's great. It's still very, very important. I love it. It's, it's a mind workout. Exactly. It's a workout. Oh, totally. Especially like when you're really sore and stiff doing a yin class. I was struggling when I did that one last night after a big bike ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet. I find it super difficult to do yin um, right after a hotter class. Oh, okay. Right. Interesting, yeah, because you're still cooling down. Um, the, uh, the way the schedule used to be in the studio here, um, when we would have our, our vinyasa class, which is mm-hmm. technically, you know, classified as a warm class, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm using air quotations I, yes, here, a warm class. needs air quotations. It, it, yeah, because it's, it, it's warm, More but it's hot. actually very, very hot for yeah. myself. Um, I, I would find it exceptionally difficult to, you know, to cool my body down yeah. to do the yin class right afterwards, yeah. and I would just be so fidgety, I just couldn't. Couldn't get into the, yeah, the headspace to actually do do the yin class after that. So. Yeah, yin is a lot of like you. You got to be in your head. You got to calm yourself down. You need to you know clear your mind. Karen's so good at like explaining <laughs> everything though. <laughs> Hope so. Yeah, Karen. Honestly, like there's so many different ways of doing yin, but Karen here she she talks through it, and I love it. Um, I, I I know there's some like yin classes where it's like here's your pose. And then you wait five minutes and you're like, okay, on to the next one. But I love like kind of getting encouraged throughout it. It makes a big difference. So it's great. I'm glad it works. I, I have been thinking we should do a silent class soon. Yeah. But we'll That'd advertise be interesting. it as such. Yeah, it is okay. a thing. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to try 
this is just spitballing now, um, like a story time game class. Oh, okay. Which is a thing also. So I would say, okay, guys, butterfly. And then usually when I'm teaching, I'll talk about the target areas, talk about the benefits, a little bit about anatomy. Um, but in a story time class, I would say, okay, guys, butterfly. And then I would tell a first portion of a story. Oh, okay. I yeah. like it. I yeah. like it. So we might do that soon. I'm in. Interesting. I, I think it'd be cool. So yeah, yeah we'll give it a try. Anyways, um, so you're getting back into running now, I know, but mm -hmm. did you run before? Before you started yoga, I'm curious if it feels different no. now. <laughs> I, okay, I've always done um, the sun run since 2007. Mm -hmm. Aside from the year I was pregnant, I've always done the sun run, um, like with the boys in the stroller every year, you know, pushing 100 pounds of weight. Yeah. <laughs> so I've always done that um, until COVID, but I am by no means a runner. I've done a lot of hiking, but I'm by no means a hiker. <laughs> I'm just kind of like mediocre at a lot of things. So. <laughs> That's okay. That's yeah, totally fine. but I, I have found actually just like even from like vinyasa classes, my cardio's improved because mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of chaturangas, a lot of push-ups, a lot of holding things. So um, I think just overall fitness has improved a lot since starting yoga, yeah. which is funny. You don't really think that, but it really does happen. <laughs> no, it totally does. It totally does. Especially when you do pyro, you got to add the pyro and the blast in too. <laughs> yeah, that high intensity interval training will get it. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else that you've learned in class or on your mat that um, has carried outside of the yoga room as well? Honestly, um, like I am a night owl, like a big, big night owl. I have trouble sleeping. And just like breathing techniques, I find like I'll do the deep breathing yeah. before I fall asleep and it helps me fall asleep so much faster because otherwise, you know, you lie there until like 2 a.m. and you're like, oh, geez, what do I have to think about? What do I have to do tomorrow? And it really does just help you kind of clear your mind and focus on what you need to focus on the next day, put yeah. it away and move on. <laughs> so it's great. Glad to hear that. Um, do you have any favorite after yoga snacks? Oh, yeah. Pizza. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Hey, hey what's wrong yeah. with pizza? No, pizza. I, I love pizza. No, it's fun. We went, um, like, for Stephen's birthday, we went out to the pub after, and I like that. I like getting some good carbs in afterwards. Lots of water. <laughs> Depending on the day, maybe a couple bevies. Yeah. yeah, yes, we did. And uh, coincidentally enough, I did have pizza that night. There you go. After, yes, me too. After a yoga class. <laughs> me so. too. It was great. It was great. You got to get those carbs in and... Yeah, just for anyone listening that isn't sure about um, celebrating their true eating style here, it's normal for us to get pizza after class all the time, like totally. at least once a week. We we don't judge food here. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I, I don't think I've ever heard that expression before, true eating style. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just pulled that out of the I deepest like recesses of my being, that's but that's, that's okay. That's, that's pretty I good. I might, yeah. I'm going to steal that from now on. <laughs> my true eating style is something to behold. <laughs> yeah. I, I like to like not eat until like 2 p.m. and then I'm like, okay, now it's time to get it all in for the rest of the day it's good <laughs> yeah fair enough mine's yeah. more like 10 p.m and then yeah. it's not good but um I know that you sometimes have to be a little more careful with your diet though I do right, sometimes yeah. so <laughs> I have type 1 diabetes um I'm sure people who have seen me in the studio they see me with my robot parts and they're kind of like <laughs> what is this so I've been type 1 diabetic for almost 21 years I was diagnosed when I was 12 years old, so now you all know how old I am. <laughs> and um, basically, I mean, a lot has changed over the time. So what I have now is a continuous glucose sensor. So it's like a little thing that sticks to my skin. Usually it's on my thigh, so it's under my leggings. People can't really see it. But basically, it reads my blood sugar every five minutes, 
And then it sends those results either to my insulin pump or to my watch or to my phone. And then, you know, every once in a while I get a little vibration in class and it's like, oh, geez, I need to take some insulin or I need to have some sugar. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) if my blood sugar is running low, um, I'll get really weak, really shaky. So if you ever see me, you know, stop in to have some fruit snacks in the middle of class, it's not just a random hunger pain. (laughs) I'm doing it to keep my blood sugar up. But um, I have an insulin pump as well. So the insulin pump I just wear usually like on the side of my bra and it gives me insulin throughout the day and basically keeps me alive and it's diabetes it's it's definitely more of a challenge and it's more to think about but it's I've been doing it for so long like I don't even know what life would be like without it (laughs) so at this point it's just it's who I am um but yeah I mean if anybody ever sees me with these you know with my insulin pump hanging out I I know quite often people ask me and I love that because I love talking diabetes it's really interesting actually but the technology has come really really far and Knock on wood, I've never really had any issues in class or practice with it, so it's great. Okay. Yeah, I was just about to ask if you've experienced any any limitations in your practice in, re- in relation to that. No, I mean, the biggest thing is having to, like, reposition the insulin pump sometimes. If I'm, like, going into an arm bind, I'm like, oh, okay, i got to shift it onto the other hip here. But um, I know one time in a pyro class, I'm pretty sure it was Marie's class, I sweated off my infusion set, so so that was a special one. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, so my insulin goes into my skin through um, an infusion site. So it's basically like a little a little um, plastic cannula that goes under the skin, and then there's the tube, and it puts the insulin in. And I never really have issues with them falling off, but there was one pyro class where it just slid right off. So that was a good one. So what did you have to do? Like run In that one? Or? I mean, it was okay. Um, usually I have a spare like in my car, but I tend to run lower when I'm doing exercise anyways. So I take insulin when my blood sugar is high, mm-hmm. and I take sugar when my blood sugar is low. Mm-hmm. So when my insulin comes off of me during a class I don't worry about it too much until afterwards because chances are I'm going to run low and disconnect anyways Mm -hmm. so it's not really a huge deal (laughs) and if your insulin was going like would you have symptoms that you noticed totally so I always notice and it always seems to happen towards like the later half of a class when working on the balancing poses I'm like okay why can't I balance (laughs) that's always my giveaway is when I'm trying to balance and I'm falling over and I'm like okay I can't do tree pose I should check what my blood is and I'm like okay 4.2 heading down stop have a snack take it easy for a couple minutes and then right back into it I like I mean I never really stop. I probably should sometimes, but I'm like, no, I'll keep going and work through it. Um, But I've never really, and I mean, I've done a lot since being diabetic. I've done like my mountain climbing stuff. So um, (laughs) it's just kind of part of who I am and you kind of power through as much as you can. But it's definitely doable. It's just, it's a workaround. Yeah, like we've had students come in and I'm not diabetic, no one on staff is diabetic, and and they'll say, oh, well, I can't do the hot classes because I'm diabetic, and, um, you know, I can't do anything active because I'm diabetic, and and to be clear, if a doctor has told them that, we support that, stand behind it, but can you speak to that, why someone might have that perception? You know what, I think a lot of the time for, like, I, I know a lot of other diabetics, and there's a lot of other diabetics like me who are, you know, really super active, like, I I don't sit around a whole lot, Um, and I think uh, for a lot of people, it's just totally understandable, there's a big fear about it, Um, you know, you're scared of low blood sugar, you're scared of going high, you're scared of, you know, it malfunctioning, but with everything, I've kind of learned with diabetes, especially, like, you're never going to get it perfect, I'm sure you guys have all seen on my Instagram, I post some days, like, my graphs, and it's, like, totally crazy, and that happens, and it's always been like that, and we just kind of accept it. So I don't strive for perfection because I know it's not going to happen. Same thing with yoga, right? You have good days and bad days and you just go with it. 
But for me, I mean, I've never really found an issue with the heat. My pump works fine in the heat. Mm -hmm. Some people, you know, they can have low blood sugar in the heat. So, you know, you might need to have an extra snack ahead of time. But personally, I've never really struggled too much with it. So I'm very lucky. (laughs) I'm very lucky. (laughs) Yeah. So so what would you say to those students who are... are uncomfortable starting because of their diabetes? I mean, they really would need to have a good grasp on their own personal control first. Like a lot of it's a comfort level thing, Mm. but um, definitely carb load ahead of time. Um, I know for me, like when I do run and this drives me nuts every time before I go for a run, I disconnect my insulin pump about an hour ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I'll have like two fruit bars and a juice box, <laughs> go for a half an hour run. And then I come back and my blood sugar is still low. So for me to go for a run, it just plummets my blood sugar. So I need to have so, so many carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I've done in the past is like, I'll bring in, you know, like a little, um, an extra water bottle filled with like lemonade or something. Okay. So you can just kind of sip that throughout the class. But really, um, my biggest thing is just not to strive for perfection because as a type 1 diabetic, and I know a lot of type 1 diabetics, it, you can't be perfect. <laughs> so you do the best you can do. And really, the more you do it and the healthier you are, it just it helps your levels stay healthier too. So it's great. Yeah. Um, and for other teachers listening and other studios listening, is there something that we can do to better support people who have diabetes in their practice? No, I think you guys are doing a good job. Um, I mean, I like when... You guys, like, ask me about it. As I know, yeah. like, sometimes, like, in other places, some students are, like, kind of staring and you see it and they're like, what is that? What is that? And I'm like, oh, it's an insulin pump. It's yeah. fine. But I think asking questions is a great thing to do and kind of like how you guys have done. It's like, oh, okay, you're diabetic. Do you need anything? And I'm like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> if I pass out, give me sugar. But <laughs> it's never happened. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, for me at least, like, it's – I've been pretty self-sufficient with it. And most of us who have diabetes should be the same where it's kind of just handled. Um, I think it's a good question to ask, though. You know, some people might want to be closer to the door so that if they need to leave and, you know, go take some sugar in the middle of the class or take some insulin, they can do that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's it's just it's another thing that we deal with. <laughs> we all have those things. Yeah, yeah. And I think we had another diabetic student a long time ago that had glucose pills that they kept at the top of their mat and very yeah. specifically at the beginning of class would say to the teacher, these are my pills. If I am prone on the floor, please put one in my mouth. Okay, yeah. that's good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I have a little package of gummies and I'll always bring that in. And every once in a while in the middle of a class, you can hear me crinkling because I'm opening it up <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> but I don't think I've ever noticed oh, really? it as okay, a fellow great. student. Awesome. No. Awesome. no, that's news to me. Okay. I try and be discreet. So yep. it's good. And, and, so, <laughs> and you and I are in a lot of the same classes, I know, exactly, so I was like, exactly. I've never, never seen that. I know, I've gotten pretty good at doing it under the radar. And I mean, like, again, I'm not yeah, embarrassed very, by it. You're very but subtle and very surreptitious <laughs> exactly. in that. I know, I'll notice sometimes on Zoom, like, I'm, like, shoving a whole handful of candies in my mouth. Just real quick, get them in. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really just a, a comfort level thing and getting used to it. And it's, it is what it is. That's what it's always been. It's been so, so long. And um, it's frustrating sometimes, and it's annoying, and I wish I didn't have to deal with it, but <laughs> you can still do so much with it. So yeah. if you're diabetic and you're thinking about trying it, give it a try and talk to me. <laughs> I need more diabetic friends here. <laughs> yeah, Amberly can be your champion. There you yeah. go. Exactly. I will cheer you on all day long. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll tag her when we post the podcast exactly. so you guys can follow her on Instagram awesome. and chat. Yeah, yeah. It's mostly just pictures of kids. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. I know you do lots of yoga yeah, stuff, Yeah, yoga too, and kids. And... Yoga kids yoga kids it's a good life <laughs> yeah exactly time. so th- yeah I think you're saying as long as a studio and teachers um 
leave space for you to do what you need to do to totally. care for yourself, um, as well as don't make it a secret. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's yeah. not a big secret. I mean, yeah. some people, of course, they do kind of want to keep it a secret, and they are very not ashamed of it, but they're not comfortable being open with it, which is, I that's not me, but I totally get it. Um, I, I know like back in the day when we had the little lockers, I would bring my phone in and, you know, sometimes the teacher would be like, Hey, no phones. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm just keeping it here. Cause it has my blood sugar on it. So, you know, sometimes we need a couple different concessions, but overall it's mostly about the same, just a little bit extra sugar. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, previously you mentioned, um, hiking and mountain climbing, um, so whereabouts have you been? So I have done a few hikes actually to raise funds for type 1 diabetes. So when I was um, 17, I think it was, I did um, Mount Kilimanjaro. There was a team of us who were all diabetic. We were called Team 1. And uh, yeah, we hiked up Kilimanjaro, came back, and we raised like $50,000 for diabetes research. And then in 2007, we did Everest Base Camp. And then in 2009, we did Machu Picchu. And then in 2012, um, actually a group of us did um, Kilimanjaro again. So a different route this time. So done a lot of mountain climbing. So it's kind of interesting learning about like managing diabetes at high altitude and, you know, over very, very, very long days of exercise, like 14 hour days of exercise. <laughs> Not quite what we do here. <laughs> did you notice any limitations doing those climbs? No, um, not limitations, but just, you know, challenges. Yeah, like I I never like to say that diabetes limits me. It challenges me, but it's just something else to try and deal with. And um, definitely everything, everything with diabetes just takes more planning. It takes planning and it takes preparation. And, you know, you need to bring some extra supplies sometimes. But other than that, it's it's pretty simple. Like, I know when we went, um, we did a paddleboarding trip yeah. last weekend with yeah. a bunch of us from the studio. And I just brought some sugar with me and, you know, <laughs> stuck it under my life jacket. And I was good to go. And I think I actually did need some sugar halfway through, but... It was all just fine. Yeah, and you were actually able to get wheel on a paddleboard. I can, yeah. yeah. I I tried it the week before and I couldn't I couldn't really? press up. Okay, um, gotta try it again with my uh, my hands and my uh, my upper body. Interesting. There, but uh, but you had no problem. So okay, I gotta master the headstand. I've done it like one time, but did not hold it very long. Candace and Amy both held headstands like nobody's business. So <laughs> that's what I need to work on for sure. One day. One day. One day. Um, So have you done any mountain climbing or hiking since you've started a constant, consistent yoga practice? Nothing specific. I mean, like, we'll go up and we'll do, like, Teapot Hill. My mom mom and I, for her birthday every year, we do the gross grind. My mom is 65, and she's very, very active. So (laughs) that's her birthday present every year, so I'll go and do the gross grind (laughs) with her. So this year we'll take the boys. Um, But, yeah, nothing, not a whole lot of hiking. I should do more. I do enjoy it. That's okay. Yeah, I was just curious because we do get a lot of feedback from people that the sort of general body strengthening really lends itself to hiking because there's a lot of stability that has to happen um, on trails, right? So um, even if you're not consciously strengthening a specific area in a Mm -hmm. yoga posture often you're engaging so many areas throughout your body and also teaching your brain how to be aware of your body so yeah um, kind of like to go with that is like paddleboarding um you know paddleboarding I find when you're doing that and you're doing yoga regularly it's so much easier to stay upright to stay Mm -hmm. balanced and not fall off your board um (laughs) yeah it's it's a lot of core strength to do the paddleboarding so it's um definitely been helped by yoga for sure Good to hear. Yeah, I want one. It's on my list. Yeah, join us. <laughs> um, I know we've asked uh, what your favorite um, yoga pose is, but do you have a least favorite? Oh, yeah, chair. I hate chair. <laughs> yeah. I know, and 
I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> Why don't you like chair? It's, it's, you know, it's getting the arms up. It's, it's good when it's done, but it's just not comfortable. It's not enjoyable. <laughs> like, I'm never like, oh, yay, I can't wait to go into chair. <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's challenging, but it's not, for me, it's not like exciting, challenging. Like when you're trying like flying splits, that's challenging too. Mm. But then when you do it, you're like, wow, that was awesome. <laughs> I always say my chair is a little bit more of a bar stool, but that's okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, you mentioned getting your arms up. Is there some sort of restriction that uh, that you find with that? Or? No, no, I'm just I'm just weak. Okay, <laughs> no, I, I'm not weak. It's You're just not I just, weak. I'm not weak. I just find it challenging. Um, yeah, and I mean I probably do it okay, but it's just not. Yeah, because I, I I have a similar opinion about uh, chair okay, as well good. too, and half of it is about getting the arms up up like that yeah. because of my uh, shoulder injuries oh, and, okay. and surgery and that that um, that I do have a bit of uh, reduced circulation in there. Oh, so, okay, so it. Yeah, and that could probably joint. affect you, like, with wheel pose as well. It, it can, yes. Yeah, yeah. See, like, I have good shoulder mobility. I just, I'm just not a huge fan of chair. Maybe I need to do it more often. If you don't like it, you should do it more often. See, yes. otherwise, like, squat, though, I know every time we do a squat, it's like, get rid of your chairs. And I'm the kind of person I'm always, like, when I'm on the ground playing with the kids, I'll yeah. be in a squat. <laughs> so that's kind of how I live my life. I do love just squatting regularly. I find it really comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And I think you're talking about, like, the wide-legged yeah, yoga the wide squat legged right yoga now. Squat. Yes, yeah. yeah, not the chair squat. Not like a Pilates squat. <laughs> exactly, Definitely no. not a sumo squat. No, no, no. like a squat where you're just kind of <laughs> sitting on the ground, but you're on your feet. <laughs> Yeah, which is really good for knee strength and ankle strength exactly. and lengthening the spine. And yeah, yeah I, I don't like it, so I need to oh, do really? it more. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I teach it fairly often, I'd say, because it's, it's so important. It's, it is. It's a good one. And I often teach it when my parents are in class because I know they need it. So. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any big lessons that you've learned from your yoga practice? Honestly, for me, to have fun with it. Um, mm. I mean, I, I try not to take things too seriously, generally. <laughs> I like to just go and enjoy myself. And um, if I get really stressed out, if I can't hit something, like, for example, I've been trying to jump back into Chaturanga from Crow for a very, very, very long time. And I still can do it. Um, but one day, I know it's going to click. And until then, you know, I laugh at myself. I fall on my face every once in a while, and yeah. it's okay. It's totally fine. I think we just need to try things, stick with it, and just, you know, some things you can't do, and that's totally fine. And it's okay to push yourself to your limit while simultaneously laughing when you fail. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Like, we'll try stuff. It's like, nope, I can't do it. But you still have fun with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a progress thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, have you had any injuries pop up in a class before? You know what? Yes, I did. Um, not in a class, but I was at home and I was doing a double wheel with my kids. So I was doing a wheel pose and then I had one of my twins do a wheel pose on top of my wheel pose. <laughs> and that one I got a little bit of a sore wrist from. So I had to actually take like five days off for that. Yeah, I couldn't do like any sort of downward dog. I couldn't do any sort of chaturangas. Um, couldn't do wheel for a few days. Um, but yeah, I was actually really worried about that because I never really injured myself before. But that one was bad. That was last summer. <laughs> so now I still do stuff like that, but maybe not quite as often. <laughs> That's fair. So kind to my body, I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, we usually reserve this question for teachers, but um, we've also kind of touched on it a little earlier. But uh, do you prefer feet together or feet apart? 
Oh, geez. You know what? I wish I could be more consistent. Um, I'd like to have another student's <laughs> perspective know. on this That's one. Yeah. 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 I find in Candace's class, I usually do feet together because she kind of always says feet together. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Feet together. And in Kim's class, I tend to do more feet apart because she's like, oh, if you have lower back pain. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> My back does hurt. <laughs> so I, I kind of like to mix it up. Um, I find I'm a little bit more stable feet apart, though. So, yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I always have low back pain but yeah. I find feet together more comfortable interesting I don't know maybe I need to have one of the other teachers watch me do it because I'm yeah. sure there's a reason but I think the takeaway from us asking everyone this question is everyone's different and that's Absolutely. okay <laughs> yeah. everyone yeah. is different for yeah. sure it's so interesting like people that you practice with often just seeing like our strengths and our differences and you know mm-hmm. like some of us have super open hips and some of us have super open hamstrings and some of us are great at arm balances and it's just so cool like seeing how different we are while still kind of at the same stage of our practice. So it's, it's really interesting to see. Uh, do you like attending small classes or big classes? I like a good full class. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the yeah. atmosphere and the environment. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. yeah. I like a good, um, busy class. So I'm excited for things opening up a bit more. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we at the studio now, um, provincially, we're allowed to have a back to normal with really? no restrictions in wow. size. Yeah. But we're still capping it a bit. So we have room for 30 yeah. people in the room, which is still a heck of a lot more than. Yeah. Um, we're so fortunate. We can have a heck of a lot more than a lot of studios. But um, I think that being said, I, I think personal space is important. So yeah. I, I like a full class where, you know, you have lots of people there and it's a good um, a good community while you're doing it. But I want to be able to spread my arms and not hit somebody in the face. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's what's so nice about the studio. One of the things that really drew me here was mm. just how large it was. Because I had been going to another studio and it was tiny. Like, I'm talking two inches between mats. And it was a little bit tight. So Which, like, we've had. Especially yeah. pre-COVID in the, for Pyro Pilates yeah, classes. Even with the really full classes here, though, I never really like found it quite as crowded. So it's, it's, yeah, it's nice. It's big here. Very big. <laughs> <laughs> we've got lots of space and we love it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And nice padded floor the padded floor makes a big difference yeah and two something to keep in mind the padded floor makes balancing more difficult it sometimes does. So, it really does yeah you bust out a balancing posture on a more firm ground and all of a yeah. sudden you're like oh I can do this exactly but for the knees <laughs> when you're in those lunges it's great Fair enough. <laughs> but I will say coming from a martial arts background and martial arts instruction background this is not a padded floor <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's, it's it's a little bit cushy. <laughs> yeah, it's better than most. I okay, will say that. that. That's for sure. It's it's not a gym floor. Let's say that. Can we agree yeah. on that? Yeah. yeah I, I wouldn't be um, uh, uh, comfortable uh, throwing somebody on this floor. So. Okay. Dep- yeah. yeah. Regardless of how good of, uh, of a be, uh, yeah. of a break fall. All right. Reasonable. <laughs> so, is there anything we didn't ask that you'd like to talk about? <laughs> Honestly, and I, I say this time and time again, and for anybody who's considering coming here, um, give it a try. Give it a try, and you know whether you're into doing things alone or whether you want to be part of the community, it's there's something for everybody here, and there's such a wide variety of classes. There's classes on stat holidays. There's classes in evenings. There's classes early morning. It's just such a wide range of things for you to try and for you know, whatever your goal may be, whether it's to sleep better, whether it's to get stronger, whether it's to get faster, you can really do anything. So I say just give it a try, be open to it. And if your first class is scary, try again because it gets less scary. 
Yes. And, and also reach out to a teacher or a fellow student and say, yeah. hey, I was scared. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and my response is usually, if I can do it, you can do it. And I'll come do ne- your next class with you. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think something really unique here is that so many of the teachers actually attend the classes. Mm-hmm. So not only are they teaching us, but they're also doing it with us. And for me, like I like seeing the teachers in the classes at the same time as us. It's, it's really fun. Yeah, and, and we're taking breaks and we're, we're taking child's pose and doing modifying. And so I'm glad that resonates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we get to see that you're all human after all. So Yeah. <laughs> Most of us. Good thing. Well, I think that's about all we have for today. Um, if you uh, would like to be on the podcast with us, like Amberly, please reach out to us. Let us know. If you have any questions or feedback, let us know. And hope to see you on your mat soon. All right. Have a good night, everyone. We are incredibly grateful to have you join us to the end of this episode. If you want to share your experience and deepen your connection with our community, we would love to have you join us as a guest. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. See you on the mat.